And I am joined with Scott Martin and Stacey Ariaga. Well, thank you so much for joining me. This is uh, a little bit unconventional because, like, I haven't. This is <laughs> I got a new microphone set up, and it's been months, literally months, since my last podcast, which is a a crying shame. But life yeah, happens. Yeah, it is. I've been looking for You've it. You've had a life happening event. Yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> had, had a little baby, little baby boy, and he's adorable and he's it's cute. Nice. But let's get back into it so um who are you why are how might people know you uh what do what do you do stacy oh i'm a choreographer okay how long have you been doing that a really really long time i feel old when i say it's like well over 25 years if not close to there somewhere but somewhere around 25 years we'll we'll stick with that okay that. and uh, <laughs> where do you primarily work out of where will people recognize your work um, Solano County, Sonoma County, like, and then Bay Area, like Berkeley, San Francisco, and here in Walnut Creek, and yeah, Concord, and Pleasant, wherever. <laughs> oh, and in Woodland too. I'm oh, from Woodland as well. Great. Yeah. Cool. Um, and Scott, who are you? I am a Bay Area actor, singer, director. Um, I've been performing all throughout the Bay Area for many, many, many years. Like Stacy says, at home. Really, honestly, <laughs> <laughs> like, let's not go there. So, yeah, I've been performing since I was in the eighth grade, and that was like eighty-five years ago. <laughs> well, so this is um, this is uh, different from any of the other podcasts I've done because, like, previously it's been one-on-one, me talking to another person, and I've been able to like dive a little bit deeper into like their history and their backstory, and we don't really, I, I don't want to do that with you right now because that could be another podcast later on but just to just so to contextualize everyone how did you get into theater specifically and then how did you get into bay area theater as a as a follow-up do you want to go first i my mom saw an audition posting in the newspaper when people used to read newspapers um (laughs) Okay, so what is a newspaper? <laughs> <laughs> it's Google on paper. Um, and asked if I wanted to go audition, and I said, sure, why not? And I ended up getting one of the leads in a play. What, do you remember what play? Oh, yeah, it was and Auntie Mame. <gasps> Auntie oh, Mame! Yeah, right. I was beyond Patrick Dennis. Oh, wait, so is, uh, it was this, it was Auntie Mame, so it wasn't the musical? Not the musical, Okay. the play. Okay. Um, and just caught the bug from there, and I've been doing it ever since. Young Patrick, that's that's yeah. a meaty role. Uh, yeah, <laughs> awesome. For my first play, yeah. And in the Bay Area, so the you're from SoCal, right? I am. Yeah. Um, and so when I moved up here, I didn't do theater for quite some time, and then through work, I had a client contact who owned a theater company in Sonoma, and she invited me to come up and audition for one of their productions, and which was Into the Woods. I got cast in that, and ever since then, I've been going steady. Awesome, great! And so you you act, you direct, you how many how many jobs have you how many hats have you worn? Oh gosh, actor, director, producer, casting associate, um, yeah, all those essential ones. Basically, <laughs> I've choreographed a few too as as well. Not like Stacy, but 
And Stacey, how did, how did you get into this? Um, well, I started dancing first okay. when I was like six or seven. And then in and out of dance class and mostly in. Uh, but when you move and then you don't know where to go, then you have to find places. Yeah. Anyway, uh, then by the time I was in high school, I knew I liked to also make up dances. Yeah. You know, choreograph and uh, and then when I got into high school, I was like, who does the spring musicals here? I want to, I want to choreograph it. <laughs> the lady was like, okay. And the um, theater teacher was sure. Um, so I did all of my high school musicals. And then in the middle of high school, one of my friends was like, come on, you have to come to this youth theater rehearsal because it's amazing. And I went, what are you talking about? Solano. It was called Solano children's theater back then. I think, yeah. um, Alex Urban ran it. And uh, that's when I met Lisa Clark. And I walked in and went, this is amazing. And met Lisa Clark and went, she is amazing. And I never wanted to leave. <laughs> then she uh, gave me her card at the end of that show. It was Grease. Okay. I was in the dance ensemble. And, um, and then I started dancing for her. And then she started choreographing for Solano College and brought me with her. And I was her dance captain. And then she couldn't choreograph one of their shows and she goes why doesn't Stacy just do it she's fine she can do it for you she, yeah. she'll be great and it was The King and I okay. with George McGuire directing at Solano College and then it kind of just snowballed from yeah there. it yeah. just and it was like a slow snowball roll but you know started with Solano College and then pretty soon went on the outside of Solano College with just Solano County yeah um in Fairfield and Sassoon and then San Francisco and yeah, <laughs> just gets it's always booked. And now I'm always booked, and it feels good. <laughs> it's good to be busy. My goal is always to be wanted. <laughs> <I'd> like, <laughs> how, please, um, please love me. How has your winter been? <laughs> I, that's a very leading oh. question. As far I'm as, alive. As far as busyness, is it done yet? It's or? done. Okay. It's done, and I'm feeling really good. See, I'm like yes. <laughs> Oh, but uh, yes, it was very busy. I did uh, three Christmas shows with when I when I really looked back and looked at when I started a Chris a Christmas story started the crazy yeah at Berkeley Playhouse uh huh and then I left there and did um I left there during Tech Week and I spaced all my stuff okay and then left it in the hands of my dance captain and um, Kimberly Dooley said she'd help clean. Um, they were sending me video footage, but I was gone because I had to leave to go to Sierra Rep yes. to choreograph um, the Great American Trailer Park Christmas Musical Yeah, at Sierra Rep. And so did that, L opened that two weeks later, like we had two weeks of rehearsal and opened that show on a Friday night. And then... And so is a Christmas story open by this point? Or? Yes. Okay. A Chris I left during, like, they were about to go into previews when I left. Okay. And so you're still getting, like, videos and notes and uh -huh. stuff like that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so in the morning, I was reviewing video footage and then giving notes back to, your to my dance captain to give. And sometimes to Kimberly, hey, can you clean this up? Or, you know, how are things looking? And we'd, we'd converse back and forth. And then in the afternoon, I would go into rehearsal for trailer park and we would be there for the next six to eight hours and yeah and then do the whole thing the next day like every day that was it and then by the end of the first week um a christmas story was open so then i could just really focus on trailer park which yeah, by then we had already like we staged that we staged and 
choreographed that entire thing within seven, five? No, I think we did five rehearsals. Like we got it. Boom, boom, boom. Yes, very quickly. Um, and so it was just clean and fix after that. We got that open uh, by, oh, I forget. It was like a week later. So then we opened it Friday night and then I woke up the next morning at 5.30 in the morning and drove to San Francisco, started rehearsal for Scrooge and Love at 10 and did a 10 to six rehearsal. And did 10 to 6, 10 to 6 on Sunday. Um, we did Monday rehearsal. And by Tuesday, the end of Tuesday's rehearsal, we were staged and choreographed for that one. And then we got to clean and fix. And then we went to tech that weekend. And then that opened to the following week. And here I am. <laughs> and I'm alive. And I went, oh my gosh, that was a lot. I did three shows within eight weeks <laughs> super super busy super crazy yeah and uh scott you and i are in um a christmas carol, christmas carol. at uh center rep in the lecture center and so that's a quick process too there's it's spread out a little bit but it's still super super fast as far as like six seven rehearsals total grand total yeah like spread out over like two weeks yeah. just because of like scheduling and everything like that but yeah we're up and running and we're in our you have another show in a couple of hours, and it's show six show. or seven? Five. <laughs> uh, five. Show five. Yeah, that's show our opening night after four previews. Four previews, opening night, and then we've got 12 more shows, and then we close. 17 shows in 10 days. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And crazy. <laughs> what we do for love. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so now let's get to the task at hand. Um, uh, I... I wanted to bring you in to because we we know each other. We're friends. We've worked together. We've collaborated with each other in multiple different or orientations. Because mm -hmm. like Stacy, you've been you've been dance captain, choreographer, um, scene partner, yeah. um, and like I've worked with you um, where you're choreographer and I'm on the, like the production side of things. And Scott, mm -hmm. you and I have done yeah. the same thing. Mm -hmm. Um, cause like we've, we've acted together, we've worked behind the scenes together and like, we've been in the same show while that Stacey is choreographed yeah. as well. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I see that smile. You were waiting for it. Awesome. So that was, uh, yeah, something was coming about the Brothers Grimaldi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Brother, oh, Brothers Grimaldi. so great. Favorite picture of all time. <laughs> I loved that show and you guys were fabulous. Uh, it's a bird. It's a plane. Superman of 42nd Street Moon where mm -hmm. Scott and I wore, uh, wrestling <laughs> singlets yeah. for pretty much the entire so flattering <laughs> <laughs> I you loved that costume loved it. So, so it was much. your favorite costume ever <laughs> so as, as as friends who have worked with me in all different capacities like we, we there's a familiarity with us and with with the way that we talk to each other about mm -hmm. like theater and theater craft and things like that yeah. and I recently wrote a blog post um a ridiculously dry long dr blog post um, i liked it and, and it's uh I, I it's read called it. a case a case for critique and it's on mm -hmm. my website and in it i dive into like some of my like musings and thoughts about like why aren't we talking more honestly to each other about the quality of our work mm -hmm. um so uh, i we're going to be referencing this a lot so if you're listening to this podcast and haven't checked it out go to michaelduffy.com the, there's a set heading that says blog and I highly suggest you read it um, because it'll make this conversation make more sense. But uh, what are your, what are your thoughts on critique 
not not specifically in the Bay Area, but constructive, non-constructive criticism. Like when when do you accept it? When do you find it um, kind of offensive? When you receive it, like what are your what are your thoughts on it? Well, I think part of what your blog was about was getting that critique at the stage door. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's where I, I definitely use that as a framing yeah. device because right. <clears throat> critique and critique from, uh, from a teacher or your director is one thing, but critique, right. critique or the lack of critique from your friends, from mm-hmm. your friends, former castmates, yeah. your, your contemporaries yeah. in the area. Like, uh, how does it differ in your mind? Well, I think, first of all, it depends on the level of closeness you are mm-hmm. with the people you're talking to. Um, like someone I did a show with 10 years ago and didn't have that much interaction with, I don't want them necessarily to come up to me at, at the stage door and tell me exactly what they thought of my <laughs> performance or the show. Um, but like if it was you yeah. or Stacy, um, that would be much more appreciated by me. And, and at the end of my article, I thought that it, I, I put like you should. It's important to gauge the person you're talking Absolutely. to, and and read read off hints. And maybe the stage door isn't the best place it's to do definitely it. Definitely not. Not the I best place. Not to do it. You do that. <laughs> yeah. Else. Go I, get drinks. Yeah. Or dinner a day just, later, and that's more. That's mm-hmm. the better time and place for it, rather than as soon as someone's come right off of their performance and they've got the adrenaline and they're excited <laughs> about it, and it's like. Oh, your show sucks. You know, that's not really the time and place for those kind of words. So. No. Have you ever had a situation when somebody has done that? Or they might as well ha- should they they might as well have? Like what what are some things that you've heard that you know it's like, oh, they didn't like it? Well, there's the saying that's going around now. Oh yeah, it looks the, like, it looks like you had so much, so much fun. fun. Yeah. Which everybody's everybody about stole that. it, and I felt like yeah. I was like, oh man, that's now everybody's saying it, and everybody knows saying, what it means oh. now. Well, it's a safe um, one because it's really safe because it, it turns it turns it on the other person. It's like the, they are having and they are. Yeah, I mean, it's like yeah, we're we're having if fun. If they don't we, look like it, we're in, yeah, well, we're in, in the wrong industry. And we've seen that, or maybe they're doing a show where. It's appropriate that they didn't like look like and that, and then that's okay. But Somebody more often than not, yeah, like they miss. You look like you're having, you're having so, so much fun. fun up there. It's like that's not this. what. Does that even mean? That would be my favorite. <laughs> but um, I really, honestly, I think the other side of it is. I love seeing my friends backstage after to give appreciation to them and yep. to let them know that I was there for them and I support them and I think they're fantastic. It takes a lot to get up and show and I mean you're so vulnerable up there, Absolutely. right? So I want my friends to know that I'm there for them and usually if I like <laughs> I I think I look at the other side whereas I what I what puts me in a horrible position if is when my friends look at me and say, "What did you think of the show?" Oh, if yeah. I have not offered, if I because honestly, if I loved the show and I lo- I'm going to say it. Yeah. 
And if you didn't... And if I didn't, I can safely look at my friend and say, your work was wonderful and you're wonderful. But then when someone puts it on me and says, what did you think of the show? Now, now I'm obligated to... And I... My face, it's, <laughs> it's hard to control. Like I, I have a hard time controlling my, fi- controlling my face. And, I, and, and that's when I feel like I'm being put on the spot. So <laughs> I'll, I'll, oh, can we talk about that? Like, I don't know. A lot of times I don't know how to answer if I, if I honestly had a... And sometimes it's not the... Sometimes it's just actually the show, like the book. Yes, like it's yeah, not yeah. the production is different or, from the show, right? Or like, your friend's specific work. Or my yes, or their specific work. So it's like, oh, this is it, you're putting me in a funky position because there are some shows that because everybody has a different opinion and everybody has different tastes. And so, everyone should have their opinion, right? And, and different tastes, yep. right? So I'm like, oh, I didn't like this show, but it doesn't mean I didn't like the. Pro- Production because I appreciated the production value, and but that's a whole other thing. But then my face gives it away, and then <laughs> now I'm in this awkward position where my face is doing something weird, and they're like, "Oh no!" I, and it's awkward. And again, yeah. that goes back to what I was saying: is like it's the level of relationship you yeah. have. Yeah, I mean, like you and I could discuss that and be yes. 100% completely uh-huh. honest. Yeah. Whereas I don't know somebody else that I do a show with, uh, I don't know what kind of relationship we have with that person just makes it it does so make it, it makes a difference yeah. so if let's say let's say one of you was in the show and you meet the other person at the stage door would you say this now or is we the would. stage door still off limits no we would okay we would say it very <clears throat> we would be honest very yeah. quietly if it's <laughs> yeah. if it's a negative thing and if we feel if we have very strong feelings we'll be like we need to go get a drink yeah, we need it's mostly life. this we need to talk okay i'll talk to you later okay let me back you know like yes we need to talk great work but we need to talk because i have because opinions. usually that work is affected or as a result of everyone else's work in the production and so you never know who who could be an earshot exactly. or, or just proximity too. Exactly. Like, that there's always something you can find about a production. Even if it, if you hate this, the show, there's something about it you can find that you like. I exactly. Don't know. I've seen some shows. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am politically that. correct here, Michael. <laughs> I, I, I know, I know. And, and like, uh, I, I was very careful when I wrote the blog post because I were, feel yeah. like as, as, scandalous as like this gossip could be because Mm -hmm. a lot of it is it's fun to it's fun to dish Uh, we love the tea we do especially in the theater it's really it's 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 fun but it's also cathartic to like if these if you're part of a production that you know has issues and maybe it's not your responsibility to Mm -hmm. take care of that that's um, that can build up as things that aren't being said. So if somebody gives you the opportunity to say them, it's possible for it just to get out there as a great moment of catharsis, which can be, it can feel really good, even though it could hurt somebody's feelings if they take it the wrong way. And it right. has nothing to do with anyone's feelings per se. And particularly in the Bay Area, the theater community is so small. It's so yeah. small. Like almost everybody knows everybody. Uh-huh. I mean, there's 
Absolutely. Hundreds of people. I don't know, but it's just a very small knit circle. It's it a very really close is. Circle, yeah. Because even if we don't know them personally, we know their names. We know of, we them, know yeah. of them. Or know. they've auditioned for you, or right. they've come in, or, or you've seen, seen them in shows. Seen yeah. them in shows, and like there are people that I've seen in shows that were fantastic, and mm-hmm. there's people that I've seen in shows that were. I, I didn't like their work, but that didn't doesn't mean that but they're bad. Exactly, Correct. because we can't hit it out of the park every single time. We're human beings. Yeah. We're not perfect. We're going to have great shows and, oh, well, that didn't go so well. And, oh, well, that didn't work. But look at this. Oh, their work here was great. And I, I know I feel that way about my own work. I'm like, well... I know that that didn't work and uh, oh well that worked and oh I would do this differently I need to do this show again you know like, <laughs> I would do I have I'm very honest, honest. I, heard you say that. I, want, I want to do this show again so I can get so another shot at I this. can get another shot at it because it, a lot of the times no the majority okay the majority of the time I would say 99.9% of the time when I'm not happy with my work it is not my dancer's fault it is my own fault and so it's like, oh gosh, I didn't serve them well. And so I want, it's not that I want to do it again with a different cast or a different production company or anything like that. It is, I want to do the show again so I can improve my work on Absolutely. them and it had nothing to do with, you know. Um, I, uh, I'm trying to pull up this quote because it's... Uh... I don't want to misquote myself, which is ironic. <laughs> no, I'm just going to paraphrase. Um, well, but yeah. I mentioned that uh, in the article that there's so many, this job is so hard. It is. Because you're dealing with so many different issues. We're art, and we're do- working with scripts that people already know the stories, already are familiar with the work. And so how do you deliver something fresh, exciting, entertaining, and also under budget Within the circumstances of casting and all of the other crazy things and circumstances, it's really, really tough um, to 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 actually pull that off. So I feel like there should be some leeway in in this criticism. It's like it's we're doing our best. Yes, absolutely. Um, even if it's not up to oh, this is what I was trying to come to. Um, oftentimes, I feel that. The work that shows up on stage is not up to the standards of the artists actually producing it. And it's not their fault. It's just circumstance. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Can you say that again? Um, Because I'm sorry. So uh, the work work of artists that makes it on the stage is often underneath the standard of the artists actually putting it on. Just due to circumstance. It's like, like a... Like if you're choreographing a show, there are things that you want to do with choreography, but maybe you don't have the, the set. You don't have the the set or the space to actually pull off these moves or the cast with which to to execute it, or just it was a really difficult schedule, so everyone's mm-hmm. tired, and so the energy wasn't there. Right. Um, I I feel like which happens. It I I feel like every performance yeah. that I've done, I can't dwell on it i can't think no. about no, it cannot. because yeah. i know that if i thought about it i would want to do something different or better or just be yeah, i wish i had more time or a different we scene partner always or... wish we had more time Absolutely. every <laughs> single time we wish we had more time so but time then, is like too much time too much time is bad detriment. Yeah. yes yeah. too much time can be bad yeah. you have to find the sweet spot um i mean Every project is different. Yeah. Every cast is different. Every like, my job is to bring my best work 
to to the show that has been given to me with what with what's been given like set props casting yeah like my job is to make this the best it can possibly be my job is to make my ensemble look like the best dancers they can possibly look like with all the like, complications that and that's could, right. all you can do yeah. and, and it's that's like, all it's like i can you do said, michael it's it's due to circumstances i mean we go into every project wanting it to be the best that we can possibly do yes ever, and i don't think anybody I mean, goes yeah, i'm right. gonna do the worst I mean, yeah, ever right exactly. today's i'm gonna be exactly. today so, i'm giving you my worst right. product ever but my job is to make everybody look good while telling the story while making my director happy and um and telling the story the way and and collaborating with the director's vision so that our i have to go with what the director's vision is yeah if i don't it's going to look weird because my, <laughs> right? Like yeah. the choreography won't match what the vision is as a whole. So it's, but that's, that was a point in your blog too. Is it necessarily all on the director? Yeah. Mm, it, yes. That's a good question. Yeah. yeah. A, is it, is it all on, on their, on their shoulders or should it, should the criticisms all fall on their shoulders? And I don't think it should. Yeah. I don't think all the criticism goes to the, the, the director just, Again, I mean, the director just, sets out to do the best job. But exactly, yeah. and and they're doing it with what they're okay. given, right? But it's it's the bottom line is it's collaborative. Yeah, it we all have a, a joint. We yeah. all one hundred percent. We are all contributing to this theater baby that we're creating. Yeah, and and just like it's not all there. If it's a great show, it's not all the because the director was great. Just. It's also not awful just because the director had their vision. It's not. It's It has to do with a lot of different elements. And sometimes we get in the kitchen and we cook things that turn out fabulous, right? And sometimes we get in the kitchen and with great we analogy. have, right? And we have all our best intentions. Oh, this would be great. And this would be great. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, whoopsie. <laughs> this didn't turn out right. It's like Thanksgiving dinner. All right. Yeah. You're, you're responsible for the turkey. You're responsible for the cranberry sauce and the sweet potatoes. It, it's it's fine without the sweet potatoes <laughs> <laughs> but some people like sweet potatoes yeah. and right? so and so they they can be really critical i i am so i'm so disappointed they didn't have the sweet potatoes <laughs> <laughs> i was waiting for the sweet potatoes I thanksgiving mean, always has sweet potatoes every time i've had thanksgiving dinner it's always had the sweet potatoes so where were they yeah Oh, you had the sweet potatoes, but you forgot the marshmallows. So. Rude. <laughs> <laughs> Analogies with food. And now I'm hungry. Okay. <laughs> but it's uh, it's it's really it's a tricky thing because, like yeah. you said, it is collaborative, and we're all working together. It's I've it's a double edged. It's so complicated it really because is. I've seen things where, um, like the say the director's vision maybe didn't show up as cohesive as it as other productions necessarily have so all of the ingredients in this thanksgiving dinner that we've that we're talking about all of those ingredients were fantastic but the director who was crafting it kind of got over overwhelmed by that and yes. so it's like i don't see their vision anymore uh -huh. so that can happen that too. can happen too um so as an artist, like we, we, we know like we're responsible for our own things. We don't want to step over any lines. But when we're talking about the art that our friends are making, 
is there a I, is there a right or wrong way about what we can and what we can't talk about? I don't think. Well, I mean, I, I just I, go about like this. I it's that old saying of if you don't don't treat someone the way you wait. Why am I? Oh, <laughs> I'm like messing. Yes, thank you. Oh, I got like really. <laughs> um, maybe I do need to eat. I'm hungry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, treat people the way you would want to be treated. So if you wouldn't want someone to say that to you, don't say that to somebody else, right? I, I just. I, you can't just say anything to anybody. I think that's mean. If you have, it, it, especially in the in the theater world where it's about working with people and like that truth and that vulnerability is essential to the job that we're doing. Um, but then we also, I, I mentioned that there are two types of, two types of actors out there that can pose a, pose a difficulty to hearing and receiving criticism. There's the one whose ego is so big that they, mm. t they don't hear anything mm -hmm. or they don't collaborate with anyone. Mm -hmm. And then the other one whose ego is so fragile, they take it as a personal attack right. when they're hearing that criticism. Um, is there a solution to dealing with those personalities? Or like it, <laughs> I mean- You can look at, I don't know, that's <laughs> we touchy. We almost looked at each other going, hmm. <laughs> who's, gonna, who's gonna speak up? I, I, like, I don't know. I, I, I've, we, I think that we've all met those personalities and oh, yeah. I feel that what has unfortunately happened is you don't want to engage because like, you know, that it's like talking to a brick wall. If there, somebody is, is too bullheaded to hear anything or you don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. So you don't back, back it up with anything. So how, how are they going to know? Should they learn? How how will they learn? And is it our is it our responsibility, especially if we're friends with them, to let them know? Honestly, for me as a audience member, I don't feel like it's my jurisdiction to tell them. Okay. Um, I feel like if I didn't care for their work on stage, um, I'm again, if I have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. I follow that. I go, you know, and, and again, whose opinion is it? My own, just because I didn't care for that person's work on stage in that particular production doesn't mean that someone else didn't appreciate their work, yeah, right? And, and your opinion so, is influenced by so many other things that uh, somebody right. else may have completely different influences so they may see a completely different show right and, I, and with live theater you might see a completely different show it's not like we're seeing right. a movie where every single person sees the exact same performance even if you're seeing the exact we, same show you're not sitting in the same seat so right? you're gonna get the different it's just and you're gonna get like that actor is going to give a different performance than yesterday what if they felt sick yesterday but they feel fine today and they were working through something it's it it affects it affects that performer, but is a, is an audience member. If again, I'm just like, if I don't have anything nice to say, I don't, I don't say anything. And then when I have an opportunity to work with that actor, <laughs> oh, that's the word. That's when it comes out. That's, that's when I take a look and go, how are they handling themselves in my room? Um, in my rehearsal room this way. And is there a way that I can, in my opinion, and through my eye, make them a better performer, make them get that? That's when I teach that. 
let or or give my opinion on you know maybe try it this way or but but if i'm not their director or their choreographer or the, if i'm not in that and and if they have not asked me mm-hmm. okay then i, I don't say anything uh, i agree with you my question to that would be what if you don't have the opportunity to work with that actor and back to michael's question is how do they learn yeah how and this i think this is a this is a bigger question yeah, that i I can say it right now. I don't think we're going to crack this question here and now, but I think that the this discussion is important so that we can start talking as a community because like as as you said as an audience member, we we haven't been asked for our opinion, so right. we we shouldn't give it. But we don't really have the privilege of just being an audience member, especially in the Bay Area because chances yeah. are you'll meet that person in the rehearsal room or they will audition for you. And and we're all critics. This, this yes. is, conversation is going to come up. Um, so how, yes, we are critics, but like who, what is your opinion to, what is the worth of your opinion to somebody who doesn't know it necessarily? Like how, well, how can what we... is the worth of any of our opinions, <laughs> yeah. right? I mean, it's just my opinion. I, yeah, you take it or leave it. It's an, it's an informed opinion, though. It's it's as to some people. Some people be like, "Oh, that Lally's crazy. She's, a <laughs> She's just she a choreographer. What does she know?" You and we know. see a lot of shows. I don't. Know. We do see a lot of shows. I have, I have very strong opinions too. <laughs> I am so awful. I can like, yeah. I'm picky. I'm super picky, and I'm very opinionated, and I'm very passionate about my opinion. So there's a lot of times when I'm like, I'm gonna keep my mouth shut because again, if I cannot express myself nicely, I am not going to express myself and that just has come honestly with age because I used to blab my mouth out real loud <laughs> y'all it was I I look back and go oh gosh I you know I I don't I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings we we're all very vulnerable yeah. up there and I just I don't want to I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings I don't want to kill anybody's spirit yes I want people to know you know Again, I think I feel like if they really wanted to know, they're going to come ask me, and right. then I'm going to go. You know what? Do you, are you sure you want to know? Because then I'll do that. Are you sure you really want to know? Yeah. And if you do, let's sit down and have a conversation. I'd love to talk to you about it, and I'm going to be respectful. Yeah. And so, but there's there are reasons behind everything that that every opinion that you have, there's a reason to back it up. Yeah. And I feel like where the problem is is when people give blanket statements of like, oh, I didn't like that, or I'm going to dish about this, but there mm-hmm. is no reason to back it up. Yeah. And like, we have been doing this for a long time. We've seen a lot of, we've seen a lot of theater. We've done a lot of theater and there's a lot of things that we know. I think that the trick is communicating that in a friendly way, maybe not communicate all of it, but communicating mm-hmm. it in bite-sized proportion so it actually can be heard um and processed as coming from a a place of wisdom and love and hopeful growth it's like i want i'm I'm telling you this because i want you to know that this is the way it was perceived 
Not I'm telling you this because what you're doing is wrong, Mm -hmm. but I'm telling you this as somebody who isn't in the know of your process Mm -hmm. and what everything that you went through, everything the production went through, this was what I saw as an audience member. And I think that that's, I think that that's important to keep having more of even from the audience because an, an audience is an informed audience I feel has um, more of an opportunity and almost a responsibility to let people know when theater is good or bad because like or when theater is perceived to be sloppy or not but here's something I've always questioned is if you're in a show that's not good do yeah. you particularly know that you're in a show that's not good? Ooh, you know what I mean? that's a good. Well, I okay, often wonder so... that. Just like, does this cast know that this show is not good? Or, in... just... or like, if you if you're in a show that you think is good, is it is it viewed as an audience, but as something that isn't good? But I think that that's if we don't talk about this, how are we going to keep doing better and better theater? Right. Somebody needs to say something, otherwise it will just keep happening. Mm-hmm. Especially well... with like you've got you've got shows out there that people will pay for regardless of the quality of it. And audiences who aren't necessarily in the know about um, well-crafted theater are still going to pay for it. And they may mm-hmm. walk away with thinking that the the theater in the area, either one, it's exactly what they were expecting because it's a property they were expecting. So they don't care mm-hmm. or they're going to feel like the theater has is cheapened or less mm-hmm. impactful than it yeah. could be or should be or than i know that my friends can do so how can we grow as a community if we're not having these more con- these conversations i feel like for me anyway i, I I always strive to do better work with every production I do. Yeah. And every time I, I, I always want to one up myself. And I feel like if everybody felt like that about their work, <laughs> maybe everybody would consistently get better and one up themselves. I'm constantly watching like other people that I look up to and going, how are they doing? What are they doing? And, and maybe, maybe we have forums, maybe we get together, maybe we have, like just conversations with each other and the people that we look up to. Like, I know that I'm like Christina Lazo. I know we're due for cocktails again soon, <laughs> um, but I love her work and I love talking to her. And we've, I've gotten together with her in the past because, because I look up to her and I think she does amazing work and I want to reach out to more choreographers and directors that I look up to that I think are doing great work. And I like to talk to them about their process and how they do things because everybody does something different. Everybody has their own way of, of working in their own process and what works for them and what doesn't. And I'm always looking to better myself. So maybe is that something that everybody, I mean, I, I think a lot of people do, but, and then some people are like, but how can I, how do I do it? How do yeah. I get better? And I, I think that that's, uh, there are the, the excellent work is by people who are keep pushing themselves mm-hmm. and strive to get better but it's really complicated because not everyone is in this theater community to get better. Like there are people who are just auditioning for shows just so they can do a show. Yeah. And the, the lines between professional and community theater is so blurry. 
in between and you've got people crossing over with different different motives um within like a single production you can have different people wanting different things out of a production and so you've got people who are pushing themselves are taking risks and who are aware of how their work is being perceived and then you've got somebody who just is resting on their laurels Mm -hmm. so yeah when there are these two different fields of thought in the community that are in the same same production it's like where where do we go from there it's a hard question that's yeah. a very tough question <laughs> I, again, I, I said this before oh. I don't have answers but I love asking now I'm not these hungry questions. anymore <laughs> <laughs> Thanksgiving dinner turkey yeah. gravy <laughs> Wow. Oh, that, that's a that's a stumper. Oh. Okay, I didn't mean to. Um, let's let's backpedal. It's like what? Okay. If... <laughs> <gasps> that's a rough one. Yeah. I I don't know. I I don't know what the answer is honestly to that one. That's a that's a really it's a good question. It's a very good question. But it's a hard one. Yeah. To, because I don't. I, there's just no one answer. I don't think there's an easy answer and mm-hmm. it's not just one answer. I think right. it's, okay. I think it's more complicated than that. Um, um, did, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but is that something that you've thought about before? Like as people who've worked in, in this industry and in this community, is that something that has, that you have seen in front of you that you've thought about? Or, cause I, if, if it isn't, then that's totally fine. Like that people are arresting or being, or, or just or, like this, there, there, there are, people. they just go from show to show you to show without getting better. You can see the, the personality. You can see those traits in the person. Well, and I think it, okay. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but I'm not specifying on any, I'm not specifying any one human. Um, I think it also, as production, like when we're producers or choreographers or directors, we see the same people coming in and out, right? And you see some that grow and you see some that don't, Mm -hmm. right? And then you're like, okay, why is that person getting better? And why is this person kind of just like floating? Yeah. Um, More often than not, if I dive into social media, oh, yep, if I start stalking, one of them is taking classes. I was just going to say that. <laughs> One of them is just diving into every class they possibly can. Singing however lessons, they can. Yeah. Classes, and lessons. one of them is just going show to show to show. So one of them is doing a show, but then taking a lot of classes. And one of them is just going show to show to show to show. And the one that are the ones that take class and that really study their craft are the ones that improve and get better. Well, what about what about those that are resting on their laurels that are just talented and have a really castable type? Like when they get cast a lot, yeah. Like why? And then there's nothing telling them that they need. Right? They think, oh well, I'm getting cast. Is that what you're saying? Like I'm getting yeah. cast, so I don't. I'm fine. But they still get cast, right? So. Um. Well, that's when if they get cast in a show that again. I don't take responsibility for anybody unless they all of a sudden come into my path. Yeah. So if they're in my cast, I'm like, hi, what are you doing? What's happening? You know? And I think, especially if I see somebody with incredible potential, but I don't think they're, they've 
risen and they're living I'm like what are you doing what's going on what and I'll be on their Mm, but I'm just (laughs) I will and I I will push them and I'll and I'll even pull them aside you know you're good but you you know you could be even better you're good but you could be even better and I'm I'm a tough love girl so I am that girl that's gonna call someone out and say hey um but I don't do it unless they are are taking from me in some way if they are within my... Unless the door's been open to you to have that one come. Yes. But also, it's not going to last forever that they're going to get cast and cast. That is true. And I just recently experienced this where I have done shows with somebody and I've done several shows with this same person, but they're not taking lessons and they're not getting better and they come and they audition and they don't get cast because they're not bettering themselves. So it... It's a good point, but I think, you know, it's all, they're not going to last. It's not going to last forever. Who is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's you, Michael. I knew it. I knew it. Um, <laughs> so, like, the going back to, going back a little bit, um, has the way that I structured that question, I kind of structured it in a very binary yeah. fashion. Mm-hmm. I kind of took... Everyone in this community theater world, in this community of the theatrical arts, and cut them in half of the people mm-hmm. who right. want to push themselves and people who right. are resting on their laurels. Um, do we think that that's a good way of viewing this community, or is that there's damaging? You, there's the people in the middle too. Yep, yeah. there you know, is. There's, people there's in a the middle. lot of the people in the middle. I don't know. I think there's, uh, you know, at this mm-hmm. point, there's kind of there's room for everybody you just have to find where you fit and then there's not like i mean if you're not getting cast that it's got to send some signs to Mm -hmm. you i would think and that's where you know you ask questions yeah of the director is there something i can improve and i know several people that if they don't get cast so and I love I don't mind that at yeah, all as a choreographer if I, I get an email different. saying hey yeah. as long as they're not going why didn't you you know and they're yeah, it, yeah. it's yeah. all in the approach but if they're saying hey I, I I know you didn't cast me and I'm wondering what I can do to to um better myself in the audition room as a dancer it's like in my and more, more normally my initial response is go take class okay. you need class but then sometimes it's not necessarily that that person did anything wrong. Right. It's just that they didn't fit what yes. the director, choreographer, True music story. were looking for in that particular in that production. Particular you production. never know what the director's looking for yes. when yeah. you walk into that room. It's true. It doesn't matter what your, your level of talent. It just maybe you don't fit what they're looking for. And then if you had a day and you get one-upped, man, yeah. so it if, happens. If, <laughs> if you get that that criticisms like right. or you or that they the, say the you question. really didn't do anything yeah, wrong they, there's nothing wrong it's just that's okay and you need to accept that as an actor yeah. and it's not a thing like i don't want people think oh they just said that to, it's not it's, it's not, a true story it like true. It, it is 100 the true story. you can be incredibly talented but you just weren't right for this particular production yeah. of yeah. said show because that wasn't the picture that the production team was going after. Yeah. I've said it before. Wanting it really bad isn't enough. It's you true. Because everybody more. wants it really bad. <laughs> you, need to, no. you need to put in the work. You, you have need, to put in the work. You need to be able to actually execute what is required of you and bring yeah. new ideas to the table. Yes. And do, do, more, do more than what is expected of you. Mm-hmm. It's true. Well, we've been rambling on for like forty-five minutes on this. I know. On this 
silly, silly topic. This so, is fun though. Um, uh, let's uh, let's start wrapping things up. Um, basic takeaway: I think we can all agree. Um, be kind, yeah. um, and don't cross any like boundary, like personal boundaries. Don't don't give anybody any news that they don't want to hear. Know right. who you're talking to. And know, know who, who you're talking, talking to. to. Know your audience. So I like to end all of my podcasts with um, a couple couple of like quicker questions. Um, so uh, the theater community is very vast. There's a lot of driving and a lot of like commuting that has to do. How do you commute? What do you do on your commute? And what's the furthest commute you've had for a show? Uh, my furthest commute was Sonoma or that area. Um, what do I do on my commute? I, Stacy knows this because my last <laughs> show, I practice my songs mm-hmm. and I, I do what I call car carography. <laughs> Practicing my dance moves in my car. Well, Choreography. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, there that's, you go. I mean, that, that's a great time for learning lyrics, going over dance moves. Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. Um, I think my longest commute was like two hours Ooh. going towards like the Healdsburg area. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I think I've done like an hour and a half over towards San Jose. But uh, yeah, that was a rough one. But um, depending on, it depends on where I'm at in my creative process, what I'm doing in the car. Sometimes I'm listening to the show that I'm working on. So I'm like forming ideas in my head as I go. Um, And then other times I am, if if I'm performing, I'm going over my choreography and my lines (laughs) and my songs, my choreography. Um, But if I'm choreographing, I'm usually like trying to multitask. So I'm listening to the show. I'm listening to the music. I'm kind of working as I go. Um, and then if I'm in that pro in the time of the process where I, we're in tech and all I'm doing is cleaning and fixing and I'm not having to get ready for another show, which doesn't happen very often. <laughs> um, but, or, or depending on where I am in, in the process, sometimes I'm a podcast junkie. Mm. I love my podcast. What are you listening to? Um, I listen to my favorite murder. Um, right now I'm listening to something called the bad batch. Okay. Something, ooh, it's good. Feeling like it. Um, yes, yeah, stem cell research stuff. It's crazy. Oh, oh it's so good. <clears throat> um, but yeah, uh, my favorite murder is my go-to. But yeah, I have many true crime faves, but that's my top notch. We have the luxury of Bart, too. I mean, I don't know if we call Bart a luxury, but... I mean, <laughs> <laughs> on some days. Yeah. Well, it, hell, I mean, he barks. Another, I'm in the yeah, car all the time. If I'm doing shows in San Francisco, mm-hmm. that's a great time for me to do to learn my lines. Or if even if it's not San Francisco, if, if I need to block a scene or whatnot, Bart is great for that because I don't have to concentrate on the, the commute. Yeah. Especially if uh, the commute is sometimes stinky on Bart. Oh. <laughs> More <laughs> often than not. <laughs> Which is why I'm in the car a lot. <laughs> um, what is something that you find a little bit disappointing in the Bay Area theater scene or something that you wish would change or would I wish theater companies would talk to each other. Oh, that, you took mine. Yeah. I love that. See, that's such, that's such a yes. big thing. I just really wish we would all you know, in, in planning our seasons yep. or helping one another with anything. I just, mm-hmm. nobody wants, it, it just seems like nobody wants to talk to each other. Everything's a big secret. Okay. Um, but I, 
everybody likes each other. Yes, you know, that's the thing, I think is so we too. We all support one another. Everybody's just, like, yeah, and it's like we do. We do support every other theater company. It's just we don't talk to each other. But sometimes secrets can get out, and some people, sometimes people can steal ideas. That's probably why and that that's does, why that does happen. So that, it, I think that there is some room yeah, to I be guarded, it. but yeah, also the communication is and communication is key in so many things. Um, flips. Uh, so communication between companies for both of you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Flip side of that. It's the fun one. Something in the Bay Area theater scene that you found encouraging or like exciting could have been a single performance or like a situation you had in the rehearsal room that just made you feel good about being here and doing what you do. You know, I just, I feel so blessed because every room I've been in, I, I just love my, my performers, my, my dancers, my cast, the cast, yes. the cast have been just so lovely and warm and positive especially and i have to say especially recently like my last year has been such a joy with i it's and all of them have but like especially i don't know what it was about this last year my casts were incredibly special every single time and there's always i i always have fun with my cast but this last year man (laughs) they were like on fire i mean you had three different casts this this past couple of months so that's a lot of people too yeah and so i feel incredibly blessed and i'm so grateful and i think the talent in the bay area area is freaking bananas no it's so it's exciting to go along with that that year yes this year has been incredible and i've been super grateful but to your question i think what's been encouraging is the people yeah the people that we've met with and the talent and there is so much of it out right now and having worked with people i've never worked with and just it was a great year to meet actors and and that, this is just me and Stacey being selfish. I mean, yeah, you know, but that's, I I'm think, greedy. <laughs> uh, that's what was really encouraging this year uh, was the, the, the level of talent that we uh-huh. worked with and the people we worked with. People yeah. that I've known for so long or known of, and I finally got the opportunity mm-hmm. to work with them. It, that was very encouraging. Yep. Great. We had, I had a great year. Yeah. Great year. Yeah. All right, so I, I ask all of my podcast guests those two questions. And then the curveball question, which is a little... <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> no, there's, there's a few more. Uh, so curveball question. What's the, what is a memorable critique that you have received? Now, it can be memorable for many different reasons. It can be like somebody who is completely over the line and you can't believe that they said this to you something that made no sense whatsoever or it could be something that was really really helpful to you <laughs> oh scott you're laughing you're thinking I'm about laughing something because somebody literally said in my last production they came up and said you guys look like you were having so much fun <laughs> oh, but they didn't we... know better <laughs> <laughs> what was it, what was it? it, was just some, it was just somebody but it was, somebody, was it a theater mogul it, like... it was but okay. it did not as an acting point, mm-hmm. you know, it was just somebody that. I mean, does I, I have I have thought that and have bitten my tongue, even though they mm-hmm. that is the big takeaway of seeing yeah. a show. It's like everyone looks like they're having a great time, and sometimes that energy can be super. It can be what you need. I mean, you don't want 
you don't want to end it's Mamma Mia and have have them not look like they're having fun in like that mega mix and so Mm -hmm. at the stage door guess what is fresh in my mind is that mega mix where everyone looks like they're having a blast So it can it can it can be completely it can be yeah yep, it can be incredibly the, the, genuine. The phrase right now that's going around. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I, I I tend to block out any negative um, feedback. I don't want to remember that um, <laughs> unless I feel like you know, like whenever you say like negative feedback, you can take it or leave it, right? And I mean, most of the time, I take it when I've asked for it. Yeah. Um, and then every once in a while I'll be like, I didn't need to hear that today because I've already had a bad day and I didn't <laughs> need that critique today. Um, but I think, I mean, on the positive side, when I hear that other people enjoy my work, it makes me incredibly happy. Mm-hmm. When I hear people love to work for me, it makes me incredibly happy. And so that it means the world to me when I hear that. That's great. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me and like for asking having us. having these yes. silly, silly conversations. Uh, last thing, uh, could I have you say, "I'm Batman"? Ready? Okay. One, two, three. I'm, I'm Batman. Batman. <laughs> All right, I turned the recorder back on because uh, I realized that I uh, I didn't give you the floor. What do you have going on? What are you working on? What do you want to let the people know about? And how can people get in touch with you if you want I've them got to get three in touch? shows going on. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, A Christmas Story at Berkeley Playhouse, um, Great American Trailer Park Christmas over at Sierra Rep, and Scrooge and Love, 42nd Street Moon. Love all those shows. And what Yay. do you have coming up next year? What do I have coming up next year? Five Course Love. Um, I am choreographing that over Lucky Penny. I am directing and moving Sweeney Todd at Lucky Penny, and I am so excited about that project. Awesome. Great. Um, currently, A Christmas Carol, which runs through next Sunday, the 22nd. And after that, I'm taking a break. <gasps> yes. Yay. Good for you. Awesome. Well, thanks again. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> Same bad time, same bad station.